Hello and welcome to In the Meantime with the Season Single. I'm your host, Angela Hines. And before we get started today, I just want to take a moment and say thank you to everyone who has um, sent me a message, left a post, any type of encouragement and feedback about the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, We've been at this now for just a few months and I continually, each and every uh, time I release an episode, get great feedback and have amazing conversations around what we're talking about. So I want to ask you this, please take time right now to go to iTunes and to give us a five-star rating and leave a review and then share it with a friend or two. That is my only request of you. All right. Now let's jump in to episode nine, five decisions to make today to be a good steward. is my favorite time of the year and there is a level of excitement and newness that I cannot shake. The days are getting longer and I am so happy to see the end of one cold and wet winter. Can I get an amen? And now I'm so excited to just welcome spring in along with all of the beautiful contrast it brings. This season opens our eyes to see something old become new again like new leaves budding on a tree. And that tree has weathered the winter and now it's seeing the fruit of just remaining rooted. Oh, and the surprises that we find as seeds that were planted long ago and forgotten about are now breaking forth with brand new life. This is a season where we as believers can really renew the way that we see God just by looking at his creation. Now, over the past few months, God has been bringing something that may be considered kind of old school back to the center of my attention. I want to share with you about a time that I was babysitting and I had a very, very unforgettable conversation with one of the moms. So I was babysitting for a couple at church and they were out of town, but one of the kids had a birthday party and both the kids were invited. It was a pool party. I packed the kids up. We've got all the pool things. We've got the address. We are ready to party. We get there. I meet um, the mom who's hosting the party and I get the kids settled and I just find a spot where I can keep my eyes on the kids and I can take a little time and read a book. Being the introvert that I am, that's what I do. Put on my sunglasses, pull out my book and I'm ready to just like dig in and have a great time nerding out without talking to anybody. But of course, that did not happen. So, a lady comes up and she's like, hi, um, I see that you've got Lindsay's kids. I was like, yeah, how are you? Um, She introduced herself, said that she'd recognized me from some Facebook pictures. She knew that I was friends with this mom. And we started talking and she asked me, of course, those questions that were all asked. So. Um, you're single, right? And I'm like, yeah. Are you dating? No. 
So as we began to talk, I love the way the conversation went because she asked me a question that I'll never forget. She asked me, so what are you, where are you putting your energies and your efforts right now? I was pretty shocked. I'm like, nobody's ever asked me that once they start going down the line of asking me about dating. It usually goes to where they're like, hey, have you met somebody? Are you using online? Let's get it hooked up. But this was not where she was going. So I kind of shared with her, hey, I'm in graduate school and I'm just, you know, working through some things and trying to figure out where God wants me and what he's calling me to do. And she listened intently and then she began to share with me what she gathered from her season of singleness. And it was a gem. This mom took a moment and shared with me that she in her heart missed like crazy her season of singleness. She just kind of recounted where she was with her walk with the Lord and the community that she had beside her um, as she walked along this path. And she said something I'll never forget. She said, make sure that you really value this time that you have to get all you can from the presence of the Lord. Make sure you dig into his word. Make sure that you live your life to the full before you get married. And I, I was kind of blown away. And I was like, I, I guess I definitely will. So I asked her, you know, why is that such a big thing for you? And she shared with me that there are times that in her marriage, she wishes that she had spent her time doing things that mattered more. That would have prepared her for marriage uh, or would have prepared her in general uh, for different things in life, whether she was married or not. But after that conversation, I planted my, that seed deep in my heart and I will never, ever forget it because the word that God had been giving me, it came back full circle after reading a very interesting article. The interesting thing is that I'd heard this same sentiment from other married men and women alike. This was actually highlighted as part of my conversation with AP and Toya in episode eight. So if you haven't listened to that, check it out. In an article entitled, 10 Marriage Decisions to Make Today, Pastor Jimmy Evans writes, did you know 86% of divorces are the result of what researchers call non-severe circumstances? That means the marriage ending circumstances are not related to a severe problem like abuse, abandonment, or adultery. Instead, they are because of fights about money, kids, sex, and other emotional issues. He states, these are emotional decisions. They happen in the heat of the moment. And then he asks this powerful question. So how can you keep emotions from impacting the health of your marriage? As I thought about the topics that Pastor Evans pointed out, uh, one of the things that I thought about is that these are issues that some of us, probably most of us, are managing now. And what it all boils down to is how are you managing your money, your family, 
your sexual impulses and desires, your anger, your bitterness? How are you managing your life? How are we stewarding our lives? That's the big question. So let's take a step back and look at the word stewardship. It is defined as the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. We often think about it as being a good steward of our money and our time. Yes, that's great. And in this context, I'm not saying that this is just for those who desire to be married because I, I say it a lot. One of the things we have to come to understand is not all of us are getting married. It, 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 we live in a broken world. And that it's just not something that is promised. But what is promised to us is that if we are good stewards of what God has given us to manage, he will reward us greatly. So while that reward might not mean that you get a husband, there are so many more things that God wants to invite us into with him. And it's so much better than anything that we could ever imagine. We just have to trust him. Now in Luke 12, Jesus is sharing a parable with the disciples and it's basically telling them to be ready. Um, it goes on to give a very well-known verse that talks about um, if an owner of a house knew that a thief was coming and what time he was coming, then he wouldn't allow the thief to get in. Well, right after that, I love it because Peter asked, Lord, did you tell us this story for us or is it for all people? Well, let me tell you something. Jesus is funny to me because a lot of times in the Bible when he's asked a question directly, he doesn't really answer the question. What he does is ask another question. So here he asks a question like, who is the, the wise and trusted servant? And he gives an example of two different servants. The first is one who is very diligent. Although he doesn't know when the master is coming back, he is still steadily working and managing everything that was left in his care. Now the second doesn't take that same approach. He doesn't know when the master is coming back. So he starts to neglect the things that he was given. And he also begins to abuse some of those things. And that definitely makes me think about myself and how I've managed my season as a single over the past several years. There have been some seasons where I have abused and misused my time and also just some things that God has called me to do. I did not dig into them the way that I should have. And the sobering thing is that we don't know the day or the hour that God is going to come back. And I'm not talking about rapturing and him coming back, um, you know, for the final throwdown and showdown with the devil. I'm talking about come back to call us home. Now we just had the, what seems like an untimely death of Kobe Bryant, but I think it's starting to wake people up and let them know you don't have to be sick to die. You don't have to be poor to die. Tomorrow is not promised. We have to really have a mind to manage well the time, the talents, 
and everything that God has placed in our hands for this season. So the question of the hour is, how well are we stewarding all that God has given us? The good, the bad, the ugly. How are we stewarding our pain? How are we stewarding our time? And how are we stewarding our relationship with Christ? Guys, there are five decisions that we can make in order to become a good steward. This week, I'm going to share with you number one. And the number one decision to make in order to become a good steward is the decision to know where you stand. So what do I mean by that? That means that it's time to make an assessment of where you are. And I really wanna focus on uh, what was pointed out in the article that was read earlier. We're gonna do a check-in on our emotions, okay? So there's four questions that I want you to answer as we move forward. Question number one, what areas of my life are currently ruled by my emotions? Is it your finances? Is it dealing with your kids? Is it family relationships or drinking or your addiction to porn? Whatever it is, write it down because you cannot address what you don't confess. Acknowledging the areas where you struggle is essential in order to be able to address them. So let's take that first step. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. Question number two. Do I consistently make decisions based off of my emotions? Now, you may need a little help with this. So you want to, you know, ask a few trusted advisors to give you some feedback on this. It'll be really healthy. Think about the decisions that you've made over the past month and identify where you've seen emotions become engaged. Take some time and think about that. And we're going to move on to question number three. How have I suffered from making decisions based off of my emotions? Now, this is an opportunity to take your answers from question number two and dig a little bit deeper. What happened when you made those decisions based on emotion? What was the outcome? What things transpired as you did that? Were they positive or were they negative? Really dig deep on this. Now, this can be a little hard to digest because there may be some of us who look at it and we see that, oof, there's a little bit of manipulation in there. I use my emotions to manipulate people um, and, and there may be some tough things to digest, but don't stop now. Question number four. After reflecting on the way that you make decisions, would you consider yourself to be a good steward of your emotions? And would someone agree with you? If you think to yourself, you know, this is just too much. I don't, it doesn't take all this to see where I'm at. 
I just really want you guys to remember that the word tells us to do this. We should be constantly evaluating ourselves. In Lamentations chapter 3 verse 40, it says, let us test ourselves and examine our ways and return to the Lord. As a follower of Christ, this path is not always going to be easy. And this is one of the things that is really tough sometimes for us to kind of dig in and dig deeper and really make a true assessment of who we are. But it's what we're called to do. If we're going to continue to be sanctified, this is part of it. Going before God and seeking him to show us, saying, Lord, search me and show me those things in me that offend you. And then praying repenting of those things and turning from it and moving forward. And one thing we don't want to be guilty of is not stewarding well what God has given us when he's given us the opportunity to really dig in and to obey him completely. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode, but there is so much more to come. Over the next few weeks, we will continue this discussion on how to steward this season well. Well, friends, that is it for this episode of In the Meantime with the Season Single, but don't forget to come back because we've got four more decisions that we need to make in order to be a good steward of this season that we're going to share. And we're going to keep the conversation going on social media. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Season Single. And join our mailing list at www.theseasonsingle.com and never miss a thing. Join our mailing list and we'll keep you posted on our latest events and activities. In the meantime, I pray that you come to truly know where you stand when it comes to being a good steward. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you again on March 16th.